98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Kime time. On the Burns and Gambo Show. Presented by Santan Ford and the Arizona Cardinals. You're the boss at Santan Ford. Welcome back to the Burns and Gambo Show here on the flagship home of the Arizona Cardinals, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Cards, Rams coming up on Sunday. And as we do every Friday at 3 o'clock, we get to talk with the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Keim, who joins us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Steve, good afternoon. See you. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, man. Great to be on. Uh, let's, let's start with this. How did you feel about your football team at halftime of that Raiders game last week? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, you know, I just, again, the way we played week one and the way we played the first half of the second game to me was, um, you know, disappointing for a number of reasons, whether it was execution or, or maybe even the lack of energy. But um, certainly the way we finished and, and um, you know, the way these guys stepped up to the plate and handled adversity was, was obviously something that excited us. There was a lot of questions about this defense, a ton of questions, right, with Chandler leaving and, you know, drafting a couple of rookies to be pass rushers and whether J.J. was going to be able to come back and play at a high level in the cornerback situation. Two three and outs, a five and out, a forced fumble, two forced fumbles, you know, uh, in the game. One you recovered, almost interception by Jalen. How did you, you know, the, the way that defense played in the second half, Matt, had to make you very happy. There's no doubt, and I think again, I think it's the ability to apply pressure, which obviously J.J. Watt did a great job of that. I think Zach Allen played maybe his best game as a pro, and obviously when uh, plays need, needed to be made, uh, Isaiah stepped up to the plate and got it done, but J.J. was uh, really, really good in that in the entire game. Marcus Golden gives you all that energy. I think we're 8-0 with J.J. Watt on the field, so I think uh, you know I think it's pretty uh, imperative that we keep him out there, as you guys know. I'm glad you mentioned Zach, because he really stood out to me rewatching Watching that game a couple days later, in terms of his evolution and his growth, what have you seen from where you're sitting with him? Yeah, he's just continued to improve. I mean, he's a guy that's a um, you know great worker. He's a really intellectual player. Um, and since we got JJ, obviously a uh, guy that he grew up idolizing, he's just sort of been a sponge. And uh, to watch him daily work and follow JJ around, and to see him take his game to a new level has been really exciting. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury described Kyler Murray as a gift from God a couple of days ago. You want to co-sign on that one? I would say my four kids are gifts from God. I don't know that I would go that far, but um, but I do like him a whole lot. That's for sure, and uh, liked him a whole lot last Sunday night. And um, you know, again, I think it's, it's it's great to see him continue to take those steps as well. You know, just like we talked about last week. You know, you never know how a player is going to respond once they get paid. And uh, can't tell you how proud I am of Kyler and just again the uh, ownership that he's taken in this football team and the leadership and the voice. Uh, he has been exceptional in a number of different areas. Was there ever any doubt on how he would react after he got paid? Well, you know, I think a lot of different times, you know, you, you just wonder because I've seen both ways. I've seen guys regress. And uh, I didn't think that was the type of person Kyler was. Sometimes you have to bet on the come. But at the same time, you know, I know Kyler is such a competitor that he ultimately wants to win each week. And, you know, at times he, he's almost so disappointed that you want to encourage him to, to be a little more positive. But at the end of the day, man, he, he is such a competitor. Put the team on his back and obviously finish the drill for us. So many things I want to ask you about, but I'll stick with the offense now in Greg Dortch because this guy was waived by like five different teams. He's been your best receiver so far. Lots of big plays, a 
big, big return that helped you last week, too, that a lot of people aren't talking about. But that was a huge return uh, that he helped set up a score with. Just give me your thoughts on on just how you found him and, and how he's played. Yeah, he was actually on the practice squad for the Jets, and um, uh, Sean had him there when he was the receiver coach. Jefferson had him there, and uh, we liked him a lot on the pro tape. But again, there are certain guys who get labeled, you know, whether he lacks the size, speed, all of those things. He's not a guy that has conventional height, weight, and speed, but all he does is make plays. And another guy that's extremely competitive every day in practice, every day in camp, always makes plays. And you wonder if he's big or fast enough, but at the end of the day, every time he gets an opportunity, he shines. So he's another guy that has stepped up to the plate and really done some good things for us, specifically with the number of receivers that are down. Cambo's right. There's so many questions to ask of Steve Kime, GM of the Cardinals. A guy I want to ask you about, maybe a little off the the grid a little bit, the return of Justin Pugh and, and how that settled things down on the offensive line from your perspective. That's funny you say that because um, when you say off the grid, maybe it is for most fans, but for me it was probably the highlight of my week was watching the way our offensive line played, particularly Justin Pugh, who I think is a much better player than people give him credit for a lot of times. You know, Justin's a great technician. He's extremely athletic. He's a great worker, great professional, uh, and a great teammate. And uh, I have a lot of uh, admiration for him. The other guy, DJ Humphreys, played exceptional. Obviously had a tough task in Chandler Jones, and to me, he just owned him all day and did a fantastic job. You know, really stood up and handled the challenge. And uh, excited about DJ as well, another guy that we stepped up and, and uh, gave an extension to. Yeah, no, that, that offensive line was fantastic. You know, DJ had the easy task of taking care of Chandler as the worst defensive <laughs> rated player. Sorry, I got to get my shot in on Chandler. Just have to do it. I know you don't. But um, <laughs> the silence is deafening on the other I end of the Steve line. Laughing. It's, it's, uh, he's laughing. I hear Steve laughing. I mean, probably one of the easiest matchups he'll have all year long. Long. Um, but let, we got to talk about Isaiah Simmons, and he made the play of the game with the forced fumble. You guys are showing a rush of six. The both both of those guys are supposed to shoot the a gap. He goes sideline, you know, sideline real quick. Renfro breaks the tackle, I think, from Jace Whitaker. He jars the ball loose with a great hit. Murphy picks it up, scores the touchdown. Great play by Isaiah. But afterwards, everybody was saying, "Why did he play so little in that football game?" What can you tell us? Well, I know that VJ has different packages for him depending on the certain personnel or the certain type of offense we get. I just know this. I think the more and more you watch Isaiah play, the better he gets and the more comfortable he gets. Uh, and then there are so many types of players out there, you know, guys who are just productive players. The one thing you can say about Isaiah Simmons, every time he's on the field or has opportunities to make plays, he makes big plays. And to me, that's because of his physicality, his body type, his speed. And to see him get out of the A-gap, be able to drop, and to be able to laterally chase the ball down and knock it out with that type of uh, force, again, you know, it's it's big plays make big, big plays in big-time games. And that's, uh, to me, he's a big-time player. What is it he did? He knocked Renfro into next year. He showed he was going to go A-gap, comes out, goes to get that sideline so quickly. Just a big-time yes. play. What does he have to do to take his game to the next level? Is, is it just preparation? you know, day by day going into the game? Well, I think, you know, Gambo, sometimes schematically when you face certain teams, you know, he was a guy at Clemson that did sort of plays that unicorn position like we'd have, where it's like he's all over the place. And sometimes those guys, because of their lack of um, experience, 
experience in certain areas, whether it's in the box or with their eyes or playing downhill. They just need some more uh, experience in that area. But but for Isaiah, again, to me, it's it's like put your best 11 out there and put the guys out there who are going to make plays. And in my opinion, there's no doubt that he's earned the right to be out there some more. Yeah, you took some criticism with Zayvon Collins, you know, not playing a whole lot last year, taking linebackers, a couple of linebackers. He, he's been fantastic. Like, you know, played the entire games, playing well. What has been the difference, in your opinion, Zayvon Collins this year compared to last year? I think just comfort in the scheme. I mean, he's always been a guy that can play fast, can play downhill, is physical. But again, a lot of times rookies, they like to think too much. And, um, you know, it's pretty easy when you had a guy uh, like Jordan Hicks who knew the system inside and out as good as the, probably the coaching staff that, you know, was able to capitalize upon that. But Zayvon Collins has been exceptional. I mean, he has been physical. Again, he gives us that downhill presence. He's fast. He's done good things in coverage. He'll continue to make some mistakes, but he is making them full speed. Steve Keim, general manager of the Cardinals, our guest for a couple more minutes here on the Burns and Gambo Show. I want to ask you about your running back depth, knowing full well James Conner is going to be a game-time decision for Sunday against the Rams. Daryl Williams called upon. You know, Benjamin called upon. They responded in that game. How much more comfortable did you – I know you were already comfortable, but how much more comfortable were you with that room coming out of that game? Well, there's no doubt. And I know Gambo was a guy that liked Daryl Williams in Kansas City. Uh, He was a guy that, to me, the more you see him touch the ball, again, he doesn't have the bells and whistles. But he has great instincts. He has physicality. He has balance. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. So I think the more you see him play, the more you're going to you know, end up liking him. And then I can't say enough about Eno Benjamin's um, his maturity. I mean, he's just a guy that we drafted, and he'd probably be the first to tell you that he needed to grow up a little bit. But his natural run skills are exceptional. I mean, he's got great lateral quickness, his ability to finish for his size. And the, the way he has really, again, grown up and, and showed us how, how good of a pro he's become, really proud of him. Well, we ask you this every week, so I'll continue. I know you're always looking to see if you can add to the roster whether it's cornerback or pass rush. We saw Jason Pierre-Paul just got paid by the Ravens. Where are you in that? Do you feel good about your team, or are you consist- consistently looking to address some of those areas? Uh, both. We will con- continue to look, but at the same time, as we're getting healthier from where we were, I feel much better, especially at the cornerback position, you know, with, with Mullen and, and, and Ham getting healthier. You know, those guys, as we go down the stretch, I think are going to pay huge dividends for us. But anytime there's an opportunity to, to, to add a player, if we think they can upgrade us, we'll certainly take a shot. And we expect Mullen's going to play this week? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I thought, I thought he's had a good week of practice. Okay. Steve, we appreciate the time as always. Best of luck to the organization on Sunday. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.